Welcome to Design Your Life with Sandy. I am your host, Sandy Yang. I am a human design expert, brain rewiring certified coach, and a high 7D energy healer. On this podcast, we talk about all things personal growth, brain rewiring, human design, energetics, mindset, and so much more. Don't forget to connect with me on Instagram at Sandy L. Yang. I hope you feel empowered by what we talked about today. Let's dive in. Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Design Your Life with Sandy. I am so excited for you to be here. I'm excited to record today's episode for you. This is a topic I am deeply passionate about. You know if you follow me on Instagram stories. Confidence is such a big topic. It comes up so much when I talk to clients, when I talk to friends, when I just talk to people. Like we are all seeking to have more of it and embody that like really solid confidence. Like imagine the things you would do if you were fully confident. And when I say the word confidence, I'm really curious. What is your relationship with this word? How does hearing this word make you feel in your body? Like I used to think confidence is just something you should have. Like you should just be born with it. Um, as a child, I was really quiet. I identified as someone with poor confidence. A big part of that was also because like the adults in my life, like the teachers, the parents, um, they were like, oh, you really need to work on that confidence. But I never got the how. I thought like, oh, like you just have to be. Like if you are not confident, then there's something wrong with you. And that is just like so not true. So what is confidence? Like how do we build it? I really believe that confidence is something that you build through acts of courage, like the courage to take empowered action, to show up, try new things, going for it when you're not really sure what the outcome is going to be. So in today's podcast episode, I'm laying out common confidence blocks I see in clients and in myself, along with actionable tools to build authentic, unshakable confidence. This is a topic, again, I'm so enthusiastic about because as a business owner, there is no business if I didn't believe in myself. So confidence used to be something I would do on the weekends. Maybe I'll read a book about it, like do it for fun. But running my own business, I really need to prioritize it. Like my life depends on it. You don't have to be a business owner in order to get value out of this episode. I promise you, this is going to just be an epic one. The first thing I want to talk about on this topic of confidence is fear of judgment. I cannot tell you how big of an issue this was when I first started my business. Like I cared so much about what other people think. Showing up on Instagram stories and posting on my feed, sending out newsletters used to scare the shit out of me. Like I would have something to share on my stories and I'll record it so many times. Like I'll just be sitting there for like two hours trying to record something that's like 30 seconds. Like that is wild and uh, totally not sustainable. I was worried about things from are people going to think she doesn't have good vocabulary to things like 
who does she think she is to talk about human design and like whatever the fuck I talk about. Personal development stuff is not like her life is fucking perfect. And also with things like human design and energy healing is like, like it doesn't land with everybody. And I was really afraid people would think, oh my god, like she has gone fucking psycho. So the fear of judgment was very real. I was very worried about what people were going to think about me. I see this in my clients every single day. And you know what? We know how ridiculous we sound when the reason we don't do something is because we fear other people's judgment. We are even a little ashamed when we acknowledge that. On top of that, we are also aware that people are busy living their own lives. They're too busy to pay attention to what we're doing. But somehow this fear of judgment is debilitating. So yeah, we all struggle with it. A lot of us do. If you aren't fully embodying your authenticity, it's probably because you care about what other people think. As a solution, they make it a goal to stop caring about what other people think of them. But guess what? It's never going to happen. Unless you're a psychopath. If you're here listening, I am pretty sure you're not. So yeah, you are always going to care about what other people think of you. And the funny thing is that realizing this as truth is going to be the key to building that authentic confidence that you've been craving and to stop caring so fucking much. So if you're asking, how do I stop caring about what other people think? I want you to ask a better question. How do I better manage my feelings regarding what other people think? Now that's a real question. There are two important lessons I want to share with you around this. So lesson number one is that human beings are social creatures. Let's go back to hunter-gatherer days for a quick second. Back in the day, one would not survive on their own. People operated in a tribe. We needed to be in the tribe in order to survive. Like if you were rejected by the rest of the tribe, that basically meant death. So being accepted by the tribe was essential for survival, meaning seeking for validation and acceptance is ingrained in our nervous system. So like if you were in a tribe, you probably wouldn't eat all the food and leave none for the others because then you would be like a weak link. You would be like a burden and you would be ditched and left to die. We shape our behaviors so people accept us and like us. Caring about what other people think about you is actually what makes you a decent human being. Like can you imagine a world where no one cared about anything? That would be horrible and dangerous. Like yeah, opinions and perceptions of other people may cause us stress, but they also cause pretty much everything good. Like joy, empathy, compassion, things of that sort. And one of the best part of being an adult in today's world is that you get to pick and choose which tribe you want to be a part of. You can choose whom you surround yourself with. That means you can choose who you seek validation from. You have the freedom to decide who are the people worth impressing. Who do you care to impress? 
yo, like I am a projector in human design. I don't have energy to waste. I'm sure there are many things you want to do. And unfortunately, time and energy is limited. So we should all pick very wisely. The other thing I want to mention around fear of judgment is that if you care too much about what others think of you, you probably don't have something better to care about. Like really though, you are the steward of your energy and attention, right? Are you giving attention to what is worth your energy? Like I realized that I needed to stop hiding or comparing myself to other healers and coaches when I realized that no one teaches brain rewiring, no one reads human design or facilitates energy healing the way I do. Like literally no one. I used to be really shy about my energy healing gifts and offering because people might think, one, I had completely lost my mind. Two, what the fuck is she talking about? And three, well, so-and-so is better at energy healing than she is. And it wasn't until I realized that I was in a way holding people back from healing and expansion because I wasn't showing up to teach and share around these topics. Like now thinking about it, I was being so selfish. I knew exactly what people were missing and I could provide it, but I was like too consumed by this fear of judgment. I noticed I was spending more energy on caring about what other people think than living my mission. Like how ridiculous is that? When I asked myself if I was going to let other people's opinions stop me from living my purpose, the answer was a very clear, very firm no. And you know what? It makes me feel so fucking alive to have something I cannot not do. It is so amazing to have something that is worth being embarrassed for and lose friends over. And you'll stop caring about what other people think about you when you have something more important to care about. And oddly enough, that's when you gain real confidence. And since we're talking about confidence, we cannot talk about this topic without bringing up self-love. And you guys know that we're not going to do fluff around here. Self-love and confidence go hand in hand. You can't be confident without liking yourself. If the term self-love is making you roll your eyes, just like stick with me. Like yeah, of course, like the bubble bath and the spa days can certainly be a part of that. But the truth is, real self-love is fierce as fuck. It's choosing yourself and making the hard decisions. Like choosing yourself is really not always easy for women. It takes a lot of practice. It's almost like counterintuitive to make it a priority to always keep our cups full and overflowing. More often than not, we feel selfish when we choose ourselves. Like it's very tempting to pour from an empty cup like, oh hey look at me prioritizing others before myself. That is actually extremely irresponsible. And you have to realize that you are no good to anyone if your cup is depleted. And it actually takes boundaries and discipline within yourself to show yourself that fierce self-love. 
Like self-love is radical honesty. Like if you have been here for a while, you know that I am a huge fan of journaling. This is not like some dear diary bullshit. It's getting very honest and real about what's going on with you. You always, always, always have the answer within you. And journaling is how you access that answer. How fucking confident if you knew that you always have the answer within yourself. That there is no need to ever put anybody up on a pedestal because you are your own authority. Practicing real self-love is making decisions out of love for yourself. Asking, is this loving to me? I use this a lot in my business when I need to get out of my comfort zone. It is so tempting to just hide and not show up on Instagram stories, not release a podcast episode, sticking with what's worked in the past but no longer working. When I ask myself, is this loving to me? Is it loving to me to hide? Like, the answer is no. When you have that awareness, it is so hard to not do something about it. And when you do something about it, that builds confidence because you're actually doing something you're proud of. And again, this is not just about business. It applies to relationships, to self-care. Like, there's so many nights when I'm so exhausted and it's so tempting to just like go to sleep without washing off my makeup, brushing my teeth, taking a shower. I know this is gross, but this is the truth and it is not loving to me. So we get up and do it. And I'll tell you, before brain rewiring, I did not love myself. I honestly did not understand why I would. Like I wanted confidence, but I didn't love myself. Somehow I didn't put the two together and it took me a while to realize that. I always thought I would love myself when I achieved X, Y, and Z. But it is actually the opposite. A lot of the things that we want to do, like getting out of our comfort zone, build a healthy habit, have stronger boundaries, those are already challenging. But it gets a lot easier when you do those things from a place of self-love. Let's move on to number three. I really, really believe that people are obsessed with systems like human design, astrology, the Enneagram, because those tools help them remember who the fuck they are. Look, everyone wants to be themselves. They want to be free. They want to do whatever makes them happy. They want to do whatever they want, whenever they want. You know that means absolutely nothing. Like, what human doesn't want that? I want to know what are your core values. I want to know what you are willing to struggle for. What problems are you excited to solve? What is something you cannot not do? Tools like human design can be very empowering. When I learned about the different pieces of my human design, I was like, oh my god, this is like a version of me that I am dying to become. And it's very validating that is in my chart. And I cannot tell you how many of my clients feel the same. Sometimes we need confirmation that what we desire is exactly what we are meant to have. It is part of our purpose. What you're seeking is also seeking you. Like it would be nice if people didn't need those tools and they just know this is like what makes me unique. This is like what I'm meant to do. And this is how I should do it. For me, I had a lot of noise and I really 
did not have the balls to go over what I secretly really wanted to do. Look, learning about my chart, especially around what my purpose is, really lit a fire under my ass. Like I finally started taking responsibility for my own life. Like I understood that if there's something I want and it is not in my current reality, then I need to look at why and do something about it. There's this higher version of me that is dying for me to embody. And whatever fears and blocks that come up are just here to be worked through. Before that, I only wanted to do personal development work when it felt fun and exciting. I avoided deep emotional work like the shadow work and the inner child healing like a plague. So if you're here listening to this, know that you have a big mission on this planet. Maybe you already know what that is, or you are still figuring it out. I have a client who spent the last nine years working in a job that he doesn't like. He desires deeply to impact the world a different way. It's written all over his chart, and I'm not saying human design is the end-all be-all, but I want you to know very clearly that your urge to do something is not random, and it's time to remember who the fuck you are and what you came here to do. This leads me to number four, taking empowered action. This one is a huge one for me and many people, I'm sure. Like I mentioned in the beginning of this episode, confidence is something that you build through acts of courage. It is really common in the self-development world that people get stuck in the healing phase. And now there are a lot of tools out there like energy healing. I do it myself, like hypnotherapy, past life regression and breath work, crystals, like there's just so much out there that people fear, like, what else can I do? Like, am I healed enough? Like, what else do I need to heal? Like, healing is important. But like, we don't need to always be healing. Sometimes to be quote unquote, fully healed, like the missing piece is actually the empowered action. I know someone who has an incredible human design chart. She can be so powerful if she decides to step into it. She can be the next Tony Robbins if she really wanted to. She's been in the healing phase. She just has yet to decide to step into it. None of the healing matters. None of the charts matter unless you decide to live it by taking empowered action. I want to share with you how I implement empowered action in my own life because it is challenging. If we talk about this in the manifestation sense, we understand that we cannot manifest what we don't believe we are deserving of. We need to expand what we believe is possible for us. People talk about dreaming big a lot and I think that's beautiful, but we need to be careful. Sometimes we can dream too big that it just feels overwhelming and discouraging. If you are manifesting a mansion in Miami, but you're making $80,000 a year, living paycheck to paycheck, we really need to look at the in-between. We need to break the big goals into achievable smaller ones in order to see how that is actually possible. I am a specific manifester in human design and I am a big fan of specific actionable steps. 
it is really powerful to determine what are the most actionable steps I can take that will drive the needle forward for me. With my brain rewiring coaching clients, we work together for 12 weeks straight and it is insane how much consistency in doing this work changes their lives for the better in so many aspects. 12 weeks is actually 84 days. So in under 90 days, that's less than a quarter of a year, you can change your life significantly if you decide to. Consistency is not always sexy. We are tempted to go for the quick fixes. However, like we all know that consistency is key. I really believe that holding the vision for where you're going to be a week from now, a month from now, 90 days from now, a year from now is extremely powerful. We cannot talk about consistency without mentioning accountability. Again, not a sexy topic, but we all know that it works. This really depends on the individual. I like to look at the four tendencies by Gretchen Rubin. This is a test you can take on the website. I'll link in the show notes. It gives you an interesting insight on how you are motivated. I am a rebel and it is not that easy for me to find a coach that actually can keep me on my toes. I really need someone who is very firm. Like I do not get motivated by the coach that is like very loving. I need someone who can really kick me in the booty when I need it. That's how you hold space for me. Another way to look at empowered action is to think about this higher version of you, this version of yourself you want to become, who is more successful, who is more loving, who is happier, who just like is upgraded. How does this person carry themselves? How do they make decisions? What kind of boundary does this person have? Get very clear on this. And then you can see where can you start embodying this version of you? You don't have to be perfect at all. I remember when I first started working from home for myself, I was wearing like loungewear all day. I didn't feel very productive. I didn't feel like a boss. And then I realized like this CEO badass version of me who was very successful in business, she dresses nicely. Not like fully dressed up because she's working from home, but she gets ready for the day. Like she puts on makeup, she, you know, wears jeans and she wears a nice top. And I don't always do that, but I always make sure that I put makeup on first thing in the morning and that I at least wear jeans so I don't feel like I'm just lounging around. So you can tell how empowered action is like one of my favorite topics. I have to say it takes balls. It takes energy to get out of your comfort zone and to keep yourself taking action. Celebrating your wins is a really big deal because it is in our human nature to be always seeking. It is easier to see how much more we have to go and not see just how far we've come. Like celebrating your wins is literally the difference between somebody who burns out and gives up 
and somebody who keeps going and continues to have success. So take empower action and don't forget to celebrate your wins. All right, fifth and last thing I want to share in today's episode regarding confidence is that when we're working on building our confidence, raising our self-worth, we're going to notice that those things ebbs and flows. You might feel like you've come a long way and you're feeling really confident until things get hard. For example, maybe you feel like you're really confident, you can like totally set a boundary. However, something unexpected happens, like maybe someone makes a comment and you weren't expecting that. Now you feel like you're back to square one. We have to understand that building confidence is like building a muscle. So let's say you go to the gym. I actually don't go to the gym and pump iron like that, but just bear with me. So let's say you squat 20 pounds. I don't know if that's a lot, but let's say that is like where you're very comfortable doing squats. But since you are looking to build more strength, you eventually want to increase that weight to 30 pounds. In order to get there, you know you need to be comfortable at 25 first. So you up your waist to 25. At first, it's like kind of a stretch. Like you're more tired, you can't do as many reps, you're more sore, and you keep showing up for this practice and it's getting easier. However, Let's say you don't sleep well the night before. Now you're back to 20 pounds. And even that is stressful. It's not like you're just going to give up on your goal. You understand that things happen. In this case, you didn't sleep well. Maybe another time it would be your food. Or you are getting close to being on your cycle. There are lots of reasons why your performance can ebb and flow. And we are just getting information. And it is the same with building your confidence. It helps us realize where we're still being triggered, where there might still be a wound that needs to be healed. I don't think anybody loves the idea that progress is not linear, but we all know that it is true and we need to be gentle enough and kind enough to ourselves to really see those setbacks as part of the process. Of course, it sucks to feel triggered when you feel like, I should be above this. I think it's really important and helpful to have real-time tools to get back to neutrality. I'll share a little example from not too long ago. So growing up, I used to get into arguments with my parents, like a lot. Over the last couple years, I have been doing personal development work, a lot of inner child healing. When I went to visit them, They were like, oh, you're like this completely different person. You've grown so much. We're so proud of you. And yeah, I love that. However, when things would get heated, old arguments would come up, it would feel like, wow, I have not grown at all. Like, all of this is bullshit. Like, I'm still the fucking same. And that's actually not true. Like, yes, I got mad. Like, yes, I reacted. But... I probably only stayed mad for like an hour instead of like three days. And that is progress. In the moment though, it is so tempting to spiral on thoughts like you haven't changed at all. You're still the same. So real-time tools 
is very helpful. I love an exhale-oriented deep breath. This is free, this is easy, and available to everyone. We always hear people tell, you know, people who are stressed, like, hey, take a deep breath to help them relax. Actually, taking a deep breath activates them even more. If you're looking to calm your system and get back to neutrality, you want to make your exhale longer than your inhale. Exhales are really powerful, especially for those of you who have an exercise routine. Focusing on your breath helps you work out a lot longer. And just in everyday life too, I am always taking deep exhales. I feel like, like obviously I have my limits, but I am so much more resilient when I utilize my breath. Another real-time tool I love is deliberately introducing a thought. So we all know that we cannot really control the majority of our thoughts. We have like 50,000 thoughts in a day. However, we can shift beliefs so our thoughts also shift as a byproduct of shifting our belief system. That takes time though. Although we can't control our thoughts, we can introduce thoughts. Fun fact, you cannot have two thoughts at once. They just come and go very quickly. So let's say it's a Tuesday morning, you're not feeling very motivated, you're two hours into your workday and you've been on your phone a lot, you've been distracted, scattered, and just it's not been very productive. You don't like this version of you and you would really like to focus. So let's just shift that. You can take out a piece of paper and literally write, as long as I put my phone away, and focus on my task. I am having a successful work day. It's kind of like writing affirmations or saying them. We all know that we can't just go meditate and like journal for a whole 30 minutes. Shifting your thoughts in real time is a very important tool. Consciously deciding how the rest of your day is going to go and Reframing a challenging situation to something that is supportive is a really good skill to have. Thought shifting is part of the brain rewiring process. When we are meditating, doing the brain rewiring meditation rounds, we are mentally rehearsing how you're going to go about your day with like this new belief that you're embodying. Mental rehearsal is a big part of shifting your neural pathways. However, in our waking reality, we need to do as much as we can to stay in that state. And here you have it, five tools to help you build unshakable, authentic confidence. Again, I know that confidence is a big topic and it is something we're all looking to have more of. So feel free to send it to a friend who you think could really use this episode. We talked quite a bit about brain rewiring in today's episode and I will announce the dates and times for my upcoming free brain rewiring workshops. We are going to be talking about how to actually identify what are your negative brain pathways, thought shifting, how to regulate your nervous system. This one is a big one. What it really takes to rewire your brain and what are some things you can do in order to optimize your results. 
This is gonna be a lot of fun, and I cannot wait to see you there. So again, stay tuned. I will be announcing those dates on my Instagram very, very soon. If you're not following me, well, then you know what to do. Again, I am so excited for this episode to be out. Let me know what you think of it. I would love to hear from you, and I hope you have a great rest of your day. And I will talk to you very, very soon. <laughs>